Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Blended Life. I am Eric. This is my wife who's under the weather tonight, Julie. Hi, you guys. She's not feeling so hot. I know. I told him earlier he's going to carry the show. You look really nice, though. <laughs> oh, thanks. Nicer than I do in my always white shirt, as usual. I'm about to pour water on you and do a white <laughs> t-shirt contest. <laughs> All right. So tonight, oh. let's get yeah. into it. Oh, what are we talking about yeah. tonight? It's going to be fun. Hey, we're on a podcast, you guys. We are. I think, you know, instead of reading all the things we're going to talk about, I want to say that this whole podcast is really going to circle around the major issues in marriages. It's a fine line between doing right by your children and doing what you feel is right for your biological children. Right. You know, and then also putting your spouse first, because I think that there's a lot of, it's hard when you have parent different parenting styles. Okay. Yeah. And your spouse and you respect. We know nothing of that. No. <laughs> um, it's a lot. You know, we have a Blended Life Facebook support group. Go right. check it out if you want to join. It's private for a lot of different reasons. But, um, and. So do you actually have to request to be yes. a part of it? Okay. You do. And the reason for that is you lock your profile down, right? Because there was a lot of exes who troll. Yeah. Um, and use their, you know, I've even caught like. There's a lot of exes who even like will log on to their children's Instagram accounts just In, to just to troll on, yeah. you uh, know, other <laughs> accounts that wouldn't necessarily Again, we know be readily about available that to them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so yeah, our our support groups locked down. You have to request to be in it, and then I tell everyone to lock your profiles down. So if you block your if you block people from your profile that you don't want to see, you know, what we're talking about, they can't see what you're posting awesome. on in our support group as well. So So it's pretty private. As private as it can be. Yeah. I mean, is anything on the internet truly private? Well, yeah, I don't and for know. and for being a social forum. Yeah. But that's cool. Um all right. Yeah. So I mean it's I mean, tonight all is really gonna circle around, you know, you're supposed to put your spouse first and respect your spouse. But what if you're, what your spouse wants you to do with your child is different than what you feel is in their best interest or how you want to raise your child with your ex? <laughs> you right. know, I okay. mean, and I think a lot of marital conflicts in blended families stem from this very thing. Yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah. Okay. It's a fine line you walk. Yeah. So um, the first thing let's talk about is being offended. <laughs> Again, no, nothing about that. 
you know, what, what the, the, you know, there's nothing more offensive than when somebody talks about your child. Yeah. Even if your spouse is talking about even, your child. Even if you agree with what they're talking about. Uh-huh. It's really <laughs> difficult. <laughs> I'm just listening to dogs bark. It is the holidays, you guys. And Cyber Monday just got over and all the packages are being delivered in this late and great hour. Yeah. And dogs everywhere are barking. I don't yeah, know if people so if you at hear home can hear jingle it. bells and dog voices. No, it's <laughs> packages delivered. Yeah. Um, so being offended, you know, I think often though, when you're talking with your spouse and you're supposed to be able to communicate, you're supposed to be able to talk to your spouse about anything. Right. Truly. Like, I don't know if that really exists in this world, but I think the ideal is you are married to someone who you can share your struggles. Yeah. You know, even to the point of like, I don't feel like I'm attracted to you anymore. Like, let's work through that. No, but I mean, like, (laughs) I don't feel that way. But when you get married, you know, you should be with somebody. (laughs) When you get married, everything slowly declines. No, not really. It shouldn't. (laughs) It shouldn't. But I mean, you should be able to talk to your spouse about your struggles. Right. You know, even it. Right? No, totally. It doesn't, it, uh, uh, most no, times. No, otherwise, you what's know. the point in being in a marriage or a relationship even for that matter? If it's not getting better right. and you're not learning each other and you're not able to have an open and truthful conversation. And sometimes that doesn't come easy. No, it's really Especially when it comes hard. down to the children. Yeah. yeah. So, but what, when you're talking, when you, what you want to get across to your spouse is offensive and you're met with... When, when you're met with arguments yeah. and being disdain and all that, I, I don't know what you're supposed to do with that. What do you think? Like, if I come to you and let's role play, oh. you ask me, what's wrong? I try to avoid. You push it. No, really, what's wrong? Yeah. I'm like, I know this is going to start a fight, but I take a deep breath and I tell you, which is really hard for me. Yeah. And then I know... I'm already aware that what I'm going to tell you is going to be offensive, is going to be met with really harsh reactions. I don't like I I don't know how I mean, I guess what how is a couple supposed to communicate when you don't really want when a when somebody doesn't really want to hear what you have to say? So my best advice to that is something that I feel like we practice more often now than we used to. Oh, do tell. And that is kind of prepping for the conversation because before you'd hold something in or I'd hold something in and we just wouldn't talk about it because it's going to be offensive. And we're not we're not perfect at this yet. We're actually not even great at this yet. <laughs> <laughs> or even good. <laughs> if we were a credit score, we'd be in like the 400s. Maybe the 200s. Maybe the 200s. You're giving us a little too much credit. Is 200s even a thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think the best way is to prep for the conversation, yourself personally, first prep yourself. Okay, what am I going to say? How am I going to say it? What tone am I going to say it in? And <laughs> this is a lot of fucking work, <laughs> dude. All well, right, we is. just went to the explicit factor. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't even have a button for that. <laughs> my bleep button won't even take that out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, all right, prep for. She's the feeling com- better than she plays <laughs> off to be. Wow. Um, okay. So you're prepping. Yeah. And you're toning. (laughs) You're fluffing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You need to be a total fluffer on this. Um, you need to really. So the person who's talking needs to prep. 
person who's going to bring up this this issue, mm-hmm. you know, first of all, what tone am I going to talk in? Second of all, if you're Julie, what tone are you going to talk in? <laughs> Third, <laughs> and what tone am I going to talk yeah. in? And I you know what? One tone. But but come at your spouse with truly the heart of it without being offensive. Because there's ways that you can say things. There's ways that I can say things that can be totally offensive. <laughs> without That's even like ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Yeah, without even completely meaning to, you know. And then the way I get around it. Because I just joke about yes, it. Yes, yes. He, yes. <laughs> Thank you, you for admitting so, that on air. <laughs> you can't be completely I, offensive if it's a joke. No, 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 no. Okay, so this is actually funny, you guys. I'm like the South Park no, of Blended <laughs> I have told our marriage counselor this. I'm like, you know, he can, and he denies it. So now that it's on. I don't deny it. Everything's mm. a joke. Yeah. So he, so he can say whatever he wants. Because it's a joke and, and everything's like, funny. Oh, it's a joke. <laughs> And you're like, no, that really wasn't a joke. No, I'm going to start joking. Yeah, it would make our, <laughs> our lives a lot like funnier. You like my jokes. You don't like you, mine. I hate your jokes. You're I know. Right. That's fine. But they're hilarious. So, anyways. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. So, so but w- seriously, though. Okay, so say I've prepped. I have okay. prepped. I have. How's your tone? Done my douching and everything. I'm really wow. prepped. See, you lead on that you're not feeling good. Then you come out like a ball of fire. <laughs> Um, I'm actually sweating under the shirt. Are I'm you? like, yeah. Um, you might see drips of sweat soon. I, right. Um, anyway, I just, I don't know. I don't know what to do when I come, like when a spouse is met, when you're being defensive and you're not hearing your spouse, I don't know what you do with that. Yeah. Genuinely, what our, do you do One of our that? viewers is like, she didn't say it, but it like almost have like a safe <laughs> word. She's like, say that you're going to enter a hard conversation. But like really though, if you can come in and like, look at, we're going to have a hard conversation, but uh, most of all, control yourself, control your tone, control your language, control your, um, just the way you approach it. And be like, look, we need to talk about this. Here's yeah. the heart of it. And if you let the let your spouse know ahead of time, like, hey, we're, we need to talk about something. And this really has this really plays an effect and it needs to be a deep conversation kind of. Right. I feel like if your spouse and you are kind of on the same page at all, it should be able to go somewhere. Right. But you really need to keep yourself in check and not just fly off the handle and start a fight. You know, keep mm-hmm. as much of the fight out of it as you can. Right. And now if you want resolution, let's talk about the person on the receiving end right. of said hard conversation because <laughs> we prepped the person giving the conversation and our tone and our tone. <laughs> but we haven't talked about actually having ears open to receive it. Yeah. I think that, and this is something also in marriage counseling, we've talked about a lot. Our counselors both looked at us and been like, your intentions are not to hurt each other. N- yeah, never. But that is how we react to one another sometimes. It's like that we're the enemy yeah. instead of being on the same team or teammates or partners, you know? So I think when you are on the receiving end of a really tough conversation about your children, that you need to know that your spouse is not your ex. Your spouse is not somebody who hates your kids. Well, this right here, again, our same viewer. She says, then we follow with, you are my person, and in no way do I want 
to do life without you. That is and awesome. Then, yeah. So that way you kind of, that's awesome. That's like I really incredible love advice. That. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank um, you. But that really, that will, that, the whole prep and going into it and the fluffing and everything involved really, if you can get to a spot where you're both like, okay, well, let's just talk about this. Let's not be offensive. Like, okay, yeah. now we can have a conversation. Yeah. And if you're open to receiving. Yeah. And, and be- knowing that you're, that you love your spouse and knowing your spouse loves you and knowing that it's really hard probably for them to even bring this up. Yeah. You know, yep. if you come at it from a place of just love and take a deep breath and, you know, I think that we forget that our spouses live in the same household. Well, and have the same goals and morals and share kind of the same, yeah, the same thoughts you do. But what I mean by that we forget our spouse lives in the same household, it's like we expect our spouse not to be affected by our children. Oh, yeah, no. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I think something else we, we often take for granted, and I think, I don't know if I said this last week or not, or two weeks ago, but our kids, we are kind of immune to. Our Some own children, <laughs> you know, our kids, our kids aren't going to be as in like our, we tolerate our kids as biological parents. There's something within us, right. That makes us be able to deal with our own children. Step I just parents, want that for Christmas. <laughs> but like, seriously, step parents don't have that biological for hard kids, you know, it, it's a lot harder. So I think that, you know, my kids' poopy diapers, right, Yeah, didn't bother me. Other kids' poopy diapers, if I had to change, I'm like vomiting in the corner. I think I have shared this before. You know, it's, <laughs> it's that thing that comes with being a biological parent or a parent that you've raised this child since they were an infant. Yeah. You know, it's it's different, and I think that we forget a lot of times that things that we might be immune to or that don't bother us can bother the other people in the house. And I think that that's a hard thing to respect, and I think that we put a lot of expectations on step-parents and other adults in the family yeah. to be able to tolerate what we can, and I think that's unreasonable. Yeah. Don't you agree? I do. And... I- that's Thinking really about hard. It, I think I've changed more non-biological poopy diapers than I have biological. <laughs> you can change my really? poopy diaper both later. I don't both, feel good. Both, uh, <laughs> good both to the know. daughters, both the daughters were in diapers when they came into my life, and did I did you help. Changed Annabelle's yeah, diaper. Yeah, for sure. I don't remember you changing. Really, I've yeah. changed her diapers. I used to change the other one's diapers, and mm. then my son's diapers. Obviously, I changed all the time. Yep. But, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Do you have anything That's you want right, to add? That's right. It'll come around one day. <laughs> we'll see. I'll hire someone. To them. You'll hire someone. Just kidding. Um, so what do you, do you have anything to add to the topic of like just being offended by other, by your own kids? Like, No, it's, it's, it's truly something that you have to be able to find peace within. You're not going to get peace about it by yelling at the other kids or yelling at your spouse or or having conflict is what I mean by yelling. But it really, it has to be found within yourself. If you have a problem with the other kids, your non-biological, your stepkids, a lot of it's just going to be within you and you need to figure out a way to cope with it and deal with it. You look at me funny. 
So you're saying if there's something genuinely wrong, you're supposed to swallow sand? No, I'm not saying swallow sand. I'm saying find a way to cope with it and deal with it. I'm talking about having that hard conversation with your so spouse. So you're talking about communicating. I'm, I'm talking about communicating. I'm talking about learning to live with the little things, the quirks that your stepchildren might have. You know, if that's something that is a deal breaker, you need to figure that out before you're married. And if you're already married, it's something you just need to learn to deal with. You know, no kid is perfect, you know. So, yes, you might be more immune to your kids, but the stepkids might have their quirks. And you just need to learn to navigate through them and either help shape the kids to get over these issues if they are if they truly are issues they might be little things that all children have and you're just more hypersensitive to them because they're not biologically your children mm-hmm. you know they're just your stepkids so now everything that they do bugs you and if you live in that world it's going to be a long time it's going to be a long it's going to be a long road yeah. yeah well and so coping mechanisms too that i don't I think that a lot of people deal with having hard stepkids out there. I was a hard stepkid. Were you? Yeah. Um, was it your tone? <laughs> it was my personality's been the same since I've been born. Sorry. <laughs> Not changing. <laughs> um, but I'm just a hard, I'm a hard ass. I don't know. I just, and I'm stubborn and I stick my heels in and... You know Very what's incredible? black and white. <laughs> going, I don't know. I, going back I'm, since we're talking about even like therapy and all oh, of that, yeah. mm-hmm. you dig your heels in so much there too. Where mm. like I, I'm like, wow, I'm surprised. You know, like she's telling us something, and you're like, no, sorry, I'm not going to budge. I'm not going to give. I, well, I'm going to be I, honest. Yeah. No, I'm you're not like going to lie in therapy and be like, okay, I'm really going to try. No, that. I'm not and even I'm not. saying. I'm not even saying that. Like sometimes, oh. sometimes you're not even willing to take. <laughs> direction or advice you're just like well that's just who i am that's how it is and like move on <laughs> like it's just it's it's amazing to me sometimes not all the time okay i'm just joking <laughs> yeah Anyways. no i'm i mean i i appreciate that i have a hard personality but um no one appreciates no that one more appreciates than me. it actually um it's amazing I've been able to get married so many times. <laughs> the jokes. Sorry. Everything's a joke, you I guys. Know. Everything's oh, a joke. People keep falling for it. I don't know what's wrong with you guys. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, um, <laughs> I'm so lost on our what we're even talking about. <laughs> well, at least we don't keep disappearing and like having like weird, like sudden yeah. deaths. That's true. You know? Because no one's there died. Are, there are widows like that black widows who have no i could never hurt someone i'm a hard personality but i'm a lover i don't yeah. i couldn't hurt people no i know you are i the could sweetest. not hurt anyone you're sleeping i don't even like to i don't like to hurt people's feelings like that really bothers I me um oh coping mechanisms for dealing with difficult stepchildren so here's what i have to say about that because i have a really close friend who has this issue you sound like someone asking for like dating advice. So my friend, I'm asking for I a, have friend. a friend. No, but listen. Yeah. Okay, so here's what I I to- and I've told her this too. I'm like, you need a hobby. So if being home is hard for you, then you need to figure out something to do. Mm-hmm. And when you are home, like put your attention <laughs> elsewhere. You know, I it, you know why is all your attention on a hard situation? You know. Be productive. Do something that is 
good for your home. Clean, um, do laundry, keep yourself busy, keep yourself occupied in your home. Okay. Right. Um, right. So I think that when you're, when you're home and you're having a hard time keeping yourself busy, read a book, get out a yoga mat, go for a walk, go fly a kite, do something that benefits, you know, you, you need to, you need to keep yourself busy and distractive and not wallow in how hard everything is. That's a hard, once you go down that spiral, it's really hard to pull yourself out of that negative think. Okay. Also, That's great advice, though. It is. And then you also, I don't think that we can change on our own. So I'm a very big believer that you have to go to the person who created you to change. You know, I can't change you. You can't change me. I can't change my stepkids. I can't change my own children. I can't change anyone. Neither can you. We don't have that superpower. So if you're not willing to leave your marriage, right, and you are committed to staying in this family, then... It would make sense to go to the person who actually has that power or the being, and that's your creator. So you need to pray about it diligently. Pray for your heart to change. Pray for better connections. Pray for grace. Pray pray for patience. Um, And pray with your spouse. You know, I don't think there's any shame in letting your spouse know you're having a hard time with your stepkid. And asking them to pray over your relationship with you and your stepkids. There's a good chance they're having a hard time with their own kid, too. Okay. I'm just saying. You guys can all... But I'm just serious. Like, that's another thing that I think is is really underutilized and very powerful um, to help you cope with a difficult stepchild. Um, Anyway, do you have anything else that you would say to help people cope? No, I think... Prayer is a great thing, and just like we said, just talking about it, getting it out there, and just uh, finding extracurricular things. Yeah. I'm reiterating everything you just <laughs> said. <laughs> I was listening. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay, yeah. so second topic of the night, being a single parent in your blended family. Mm. I think this is something that a lot of people naturally fall into is you find yourself as a single parent to your kids or feeling like it or behaving like it or having your, you know, you're thinking like it, that's your mentality. Like I'm single parent, but I'm married. And that's really confusing for a lot of people. It's confusing for your spouse. It's confusing for yourself. It's confusing for the kids. Um, I'm sure your friends and family are looking at you like what's going on. I thought you got married for a reason. Why are you still behaving like a single person? Right. So a lot of people either go down that road of like just cutting themselves off and just kind of single parenting, or you see a lot of times, a lot of people go the other extreme and they're just over the top, super duper all up in your business, step parent. Right. And that tends to cause a lot of problems too. I've seen that in some other overbearing step parents. Yeah. Where, you know, you're overstepping lines constantly in the household, outside of the household, dealing with the exes, you know, and people are just one extreme or the other. Try to find that happy medium where, you know, you, you help, you are there to play a role and you contribute and, you're there to bounce ideas off of and help parent and come up with a plan together. Right? Yeah, I always I always say step parenting is just a support role. You're not the star of the show. You're a support you're a supporting actor to make the cast look good. Wow. 
<laughs> I guess it beats fluffing. <laughs> um, but really, I think that I think that's a good point. You know, one both extremes. I don't think living in any extreme is okay. I think that there's a natural single parenthood that follows you into your blended family, and that's okay. You know, I I, I think that you is have it though? to. Yeah, I mean, w- when it comes to parenting, you know, I you have to co-parent with your ex. And yeah, so w- that's, you're not, I mean, I guess that's not being a single parent because yeah. you are co-parenting with the other biological parent, but I don't think you're co-parenting with your spouse at that point, right? You can't, you can't you can, please though. everyone. Not everyone's going to be on I the same I feel like page. you can though. I, th- I think Ooh, if you, tell. I think that if you become strong enough with your spouse that you can oversee the family and the children together, and that is a form of being you know aligned as parents what does that look like together together means having the same type of rules having the same type of punishments giving each other so discipline consequences yeah, rules. but also having the leeway to um allow the other parent the the step parent to have rules and enforce punishment mm-hmm. and enforce the rules and what that does is that aligns the two parents and that really sets up, um, uh, I guess it just, it's, it sets up the whole family for the hierarchy, you know, having the parents above the children, you know, and mm-hmm. it really, it just, it creates respect within the household. Mm-hmm. Whereas if the step parent isn't able to hand down these punishments and isn't able to enforce the rules there. It's going to, it's going to lack that there's not going to be the respect. It's going to lack a lot of respect Mm -hmm. because who are you? You're just my stepmom. What's that even mean? You're just my stepdad. Who are you to me? You know? Yeah. Well, and you only have as much power as your spouse allows as a step parent. Right. So if you have a spouse who's not backing your rules or if something is, I don't know if there's a consequence for not following a rule and when you're not looking or you're not there, your spouse isn't backing you and following through with that and making things important that they are agreed upon. It kind of crumbles anyway. So that only works if you are an actual team and like if bedtime's an issue for say, like let's say, and bedtime's only an issue when stepmom is looking or stepdad is looking but if stepmom or stepdad aren't there or you know whatever and bedtime goes out the window then it's not going to be respected yeah stuff like that but it also know? should be fine too that if stepmom or stepdad needs to change a rule on the fly you know that there should be enough respect built in mm-hmm. that you should really really be able to as a parent in a household be able to make and call shots no matter what child you're talking to your child your stepchild you know whoever it is you you this is your home the children are living in your home Mm -hmm. right you should be able to set rules Mm -hmm. and every child under that roof should be able to obey them this is interesting because this goes back to the first thing we were talking about as offensive so if what happens when you hand down a rule and spouse is like that's way too harsh i don't agree with that like, and gets offended that you've disciplined their child over something they don't feel is important. I think at that point, you just need to follow through with it, you know, because that's going to create that respect, 
you know. So bio parents just supposed to fall in line and yeah, and support I mean, it. you know, if we're talking like, hey, the kid stole the keys and got lost snuck out mm-hmm. with the car, you know, like okay, well, the parents need to have a conversation, right? Yeah, <laughs> before these rules start getting passed out. Yeah, now if. If the biological parent is away in another state or another country and won't be back for two months, like, okay, then we're going to handle this. Or six. Dang, I'm going to the country for a couple months. This is awesome. (laughs) South Africa. (laughs) We'll see you there. Um, Zimbabwe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that is another, I, I think we always speak in ideals. Like, ideally, that would be correct. Having that actually live out in a household, I think, is a completely different story. Um, I think it's a recipe for a lot of fighting, but that's just me. I think that another thing about single parenting also is, you know, I think in our household, too, primarily we are responsible for, I mean, we help each other out, of course, because we are married, but, you know, when you're signing kids up for certain activities and sports, yeah, that's different, we don't run that by each other. No. You don't ask permission from me or, hey, I'm going <laughs> to, he's all shaking his head no. No, I mean, we can't. Uh, at that point, you so know. So it's a little bit of a single parent but hey, thing. It's, but, hey, we're going to commit to travel league for something, you know. It's not like, hey, we're doing this. Like, we've always talked about that type of stuff, you know. And we always talk about, like, it's not like, hey, I just signed up my kid for volleyball and now the whole family gets to go to volleyball things so we've we've always up front talked about the activities you know yeah it's it's not like they just but i don't think you. like i just you know it's also if i were like no you can't play hockey you'd be like well sorry you know what i mean like i mean it's kind of like what are we yeah. supposed to say to each other no, there's than, a lot okay. yeah there, yeah I there's just, a lot I of respect there though I mean, when i just, say there's a natural single parenthood and blended families i don't mean that as a bad thing I just mean that is an okay thing. Like, don't make it a bigger deal than it needs to be. Like, you're going to get your kids to their own doctor's appointments. You're going to get their kids, your kids to their own 90% of the time sporting stuff. Not everyone's going to be able. I I mean, there is a kind of natural. And I think this is something that we struggle on where we have to let go of the reins and rely on our spouse. We need to be able to depend on our spouse and, hey, I can't pick up my kid today can you help me out? You know, mm-hmm. hey, I've got to work nights today. Can you help get my kid up for ready for school and get them off the door, you know, out the door? And that's the point of us being one unit and being married and being a couple. Otherwise, you know, if we're just living under one household with two different sets of rules and two sets of families or, you know, mm-hmm. kind of what's the point? Right? Laundry and fixing things. <laughs> you have somebody to do. I thought like you have someone to do your laundry and the grocery shopping, and then the other person has somebody to fix things when they break. There are benefits. Wow. Okay. Why are well, you laughing? Because I've got so much to fix after this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right. And lights to hang. Yeah. Did you even get hooks? No, I have been no. working all day. But I do have a plan for it. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> See, disgusting things go a long way in The lights household. are out. The old hooks broke. You guys ever do that? You guys ever leave up your Christmas lights all year and then you get to Christmas them the next lights? Yeah, all year and then 
you get to them the next year because you're like, oh, they're already up. I'm just going to go the plug Christmas them in. The Christmas lights or the hooks? No. Uh, th- let me finish my story. I'm so <laughs> and then, confused. And then you go to turn on your lights and none of your lights work or they're all old and dingy and gross. Well, I'm like, all right, cool. Well, we're going to take our lights down last year. So I took them down in a timely fashion, like a month or two later, <laughs> or three or six. And I'm like, cool, I'm just going to leave all the hooks up on the gutter because those take the longest. Mm-hmm. And then in a couple months when I come back, like a month or two when I come back to put these lights back up, I'm just going to hang them back on my hooks and we're going to have Christmas lights again. Merry so, Christmas. Yeah, so we crawl yeah. up on the roof the other day. My son crawls up on the roof and I start handing him up lights and I go, okay, start on the first hook. And he hangs on, goes to hang on the first hook and it goes, click, and it breaks off. Oh, dang it. And then at this point, it's starting to rain. I'm like, man, you probably shouldn't be up there. It's getting really <laughs> wet, you know? Yeah. Maybe we get down. Ah, try another one. <laughs> click, hook breaks off. Oh, man. All right, get off the roof. We'll do this another day. <laughs> so that's where we're at. So I'm going to yeah. go buy new hooks and put up new lights. Yep. Anyways. Do you guys, I love Christmas lights. She loves Christmas. I love Christmas. I love Christmas and the meaning of Christmas. But when it comes to decorating the entire house. I did it. You didn't yeah. decorate the other the house? No, I know. I normally have to bring everything in. It's just, it's a lot of you work. You didn't bring everything in. I'm saying I normally have to. I had to unbox all the nativity stuff. I would still be stuff. waiting this year. No, I know. And this is because I just <laughs> like, put it away. Now we're trying to get it all back out. Yeah. You know? Anyways. Doing my damn self, my single so parenthood. It's so much work. Yep. Can't we just keep it about what it's about? Yes, let's not get gifts this year. I'm down. Okay. Okay. So moving on, let's discuss how to protect your marriage from jealousy and distress that a blended family can bring. So what I mean by jealousy, I know that may, I'm not talking about other adults' jealousy. I'm talking about when you're giving your kids too much love and attention and your spouse feels neglected kind of jealousy or all the time gets spent with the kids um, and your spouse is like, hey, I'm over here. Um, and I think that's hard for blended families because you start out with kids in tow. So you didn't really have that one-on-one time together before you got married to really date and learn each other it's harder it's a longer process when you have multiple people involved and your attention is spread thin anyway um and I know that a lot of men and women struggle with this jealousy thing or you know the kids are just getting all of the goodness and you're getting all of the like bad, you know what I mean? Like the kids get all the the good love and attention and, and gifts and praise and encouragement and effort. And then your spouse gets your leftovers. And um, a lot of people have voice that's just really hard for them. Right. Do you ever feel that way? Sometimes, you know, where I feel it the most is our kids are on two different schedules and you only have them part of the time. And we both love our kids so much. That I know your kids are going to be home Monday and Tuesdays and I'm not going to see you much Monday or Tuesday because all that time goes into the kids. Now I have my son every other week and I feel like during those weeks, even in the evenings, my time spent a lot with him. Mm -hmm. So we have a very intermittent time where we're constantly spending with each other. 
you know, it's like, okay, well, I know this Thursday we don't have kids and then every other weekend, you know? So we have like three solid days where it's just us. And those days are awesome because they're just us. But I feel a lot of the other times they're spent with the kids. And then if you don't spend them with the kids, then you feel, um, guilty, guilty because you didn't have the kids the other time, you know? So that's a fine line and a hard place to navigate. Right. Yeah. And I know we're both guilty of that um, in both ways where we want to spend so much time with each other and we're aware we want to spend time with each other. Yeah. And I don't think that you ever default to your kids because you don't want to spend time with me. And I think you believe that about me that I don't default hanging out with my kid because I don't want to be around you. But that's just what ends up happening. It's like, well, you know. Yeah. And I think it's also a natural thing. You know, you want to hang out with your kids and it's hard to feel like you come in second to your stepkids. And I think that's a normal thing that most blended families have dealt with at one time or another. But and I think it's a natural feeling like, yeah, but again, it it's about, it's about self-reflecting when you do this mm-hmm. to your spouse, you know, I do this to you or you do this to me. Are you, when you're hanging out with your kids, are you doing that because you're putting me as number two? No, you we're not s- ill-intentioned, and exactly. this is something that hurt. Right, so, like so again, it's, it's it's about reflecting in yourself because when I'm hanging out with my kid, I'm not doing that because you're number two, and I want him to be number one. Right. Well, and right? just it's about so, trusting your spouse has your best interest at heart course. and loves you. So even more than self-reflecting, it's more like trusting in your spouse's feelings and yeah. commitment and desires towards you. Um, but I also think that in the off times when you don't have kids that efforts need to be made, but to especially important when you don't have your kids to really love on your spouse, make your spouse feel important, pour into your marriage. Um, because it does kind of suffer when the kids are in the house. Well, it can. The other, the, the, the other side to that is finding ways to bring the family together all as one getting, all together, you know, and I think dinner same, times usually the easiest dinner, thing. Yeah, dinner for a time family. is. But even at the as the kids are at different ages, some have more homework than each other. Some have different attention spans than each other. Some eat quicker than the others do. You know, so do you set guidelines and rules like, okay, well, we're all staying here for at least this amount of time, and you know, even though you eat quicker. You're at least going to stay here for 30 minutes. You're going to sit and spend time. Yeah. And if the other kid decides they're going to take two hours to eat dinner. Okay. Well, after 30 minutes, like time's up, you can go on your way. You can go finish homework or do whatever you're doing. And the kid can, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. But dinner's an easy one. But then there's also just family activities. You know, do you guys like to go on walks together? Do you like to go on hikes together? Do you like to get out and, you know, Mm -hmm. Go Even through a baseball around a or, movie together. Or watching a movie because going at to the least movies. then you and your spouse can sit next to each other. Yeah, we don't, but you know you could sit next to each other and snuggle and hold hands and be really cute and sweet. Um, we don't, we don't even get to go to church together anymore. We have kids with us now. Yeah. So finding the time to make those moments, and when I say intimate, I'm not even talking about sexually. I'm talking about finding the intimate <laughs> moments with your spouse to just be able to share time with one another, but then also being able to find time to spend intimate moments with the entire family. Like, Hey, 
we're going to go do something. We're going to leave our devices or we're, we're going to keep them to a minimum. You know, we're not going to be gaming on our devices the whole time. Right. You know, keep them to a minimum, you know, and, and do something together. Yeah. So togetherness is an antidote for jealousy because you're not missing out on your spouse. And you're just there. You're present. Yeah. You're not wondering what's going on or you're not feeling distant. And yeah, it's just. I think another thing, another jealousy part, and I, I've read a lot about this too, is the ex. And I'm not talking about you're jealous that your spouse, it wants to be back with your ex or their ex or wants to be anything romantic with their ex but I think that it's a sometimes people have a hard time with that um I'm trying to figure out how to even connection there um not a connection but like you know everything is put with the ex first and you kind of come in second to the ex in the parenting realm yeah but that's you know, I think you, it's just kind yeah. of you have to deal with but that. But you of but all people being like, the mom's the mom and the dad's the dad and you have to but respect those But a lot of people roles. struggle with yeah. this. This is like, um, and I, I've tried to tell, like it's, it's kind of something you just kind of have to swallow sand about. Like, yeah, I mean, do you though? Deal, or can you just, again, that's one of those things you can get on the same page with that if your parenting aligns with your partners, with your husband or wife's, it shouldn't have to be a three-piece thing, you know? But that's only as good as your spouse's communication, you know? Like, if your spouse is having constant contact with their ex and discussing things and you're out of the loop, that's not your fault. No. That's not, that's, that is, that's what I'm talking right, about. It's like you find out third-hand from somebody else what's going on in your family or with your stepkids, and all the meanwhile... Your spouse and has been co-parenting, rightfully so. Right. Like, I so, can't even defend that to right. anyone. I'm like, yes, you you know, your spouse is going to have to talk to their ex about their child. This is like life. Congratulations. Welcome to blended family life. But right. So what we do in our household to help that is um, forwarding emails, CCing or BCCing each other on emails. Mm-hmm. Um, screen capturing conversations and text screenshots screenshots yeah and sending them to each other yeah and that kind of helps stay in the loop you know yeah Um, it doesn't feel good and I have felt out of the loop before it's not a jealousy thing I wouldn't say but it doesn't feel good and I don't know if you felt this way before but it doesn't feel good to feel like you're out of the loop in your family's life. Some, sometimes. You know? I mean, yeah, on big things, like, of course, you like you want to be. But if we're talking about, like, you know, what's, I don't, I can't even give, like, I a, feel like exes only talk about big things. Like, you're not talking about, what did you feed Johnny for dinner? Oh, no. Was it no, healthy? I'm talking did he about brush like, his teeth tonight? I'm talking about, like, school decisions, sports decisions. Those are big things. Health decisions. I, when I'm know? saying little things, I'm talking about, like, Here's here's a legit situation that would have happened. You're at work. I'm home. My kid's going to get picked up. I'm having a conversation with my ex about what time she's going to pick him up and what time she's going to drop him off. And I don't communicate that to you. That's you feeling out of the loop a lot of the time, you know, where I'm like, well, 
you know, okay, he was going to get picked up at 9 o'clock. He didn't get picked up till 9.30, you know. He's supposed to be home by noon. He's not coming back till 1.30 now. But in my mind, that doesn't affect our household. It doesn't affect you. It kind of doesn't even affect me until unless I've got something really going on and I'm like, I'm not going to be here or, you know, and he's old enough now that he just gets dropped off whether I'm here or not, you know. Um, but there's been a lot of times where you've been like, I'm just out of the loop. I don't know anything. And that's where the screenshotting of things come in, you know. But do you want to get crazy with that? Like, no, you don't want to be screenshotting and sending, you know. Otherwise, we might as well just be on a group chat, right? <laughs> so, which you could do, I guess, if you really want to know. Yeah, you could. You could. Oh, no, don't, do, don't do don't that to do me. That I don't care. To I, don't, <laughs> I don't care enough. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Being in a group chat. Could you imagine being in a group chat with um, my ex and his <laughs> wife? Gosh. No. I don't care enough. Horrible? I don't care enough about stuff like that. I you know, the big decisions like, yeah, let's, let's talk about that. But if your kids are coming home a half hour early or late or any, I'm just like, okay. Like, you know, unless it's, unless we have plans and it's going to change things around, mm -hmm. you know, at that point, as, as work, as a workplace or as a business, that's right. called micromanaging. So now all of a sudden you just want to be a micromanager of the family. You so know? that's interesting. Don't micromanage your blended family. Unless that's your take of how you want to get it done. But no, yeah. but that's a good conversation. Like this is a good expectation that you and your spouse should be having. You know, what is your expectation? What do you want to know? What's important for you to want to know? Yeah. Do you want... Do you want to know every Do you want to micromanage thing? and know every single little thing? And if you do, then you need to put that out there as an expectation. You need to set up those group chats. You need to be... Right? Like, don't you feel like this could create problems in marriages? Of course. Like if well, you especially if it, if it starts coming too late and that's in your expectation was opposite of what's happening. Yeah, of course that could create huge rifts in a marriage. Yeah. So, to, so also, to help with, like, jealousy on any level then you need to have good communication, right? You need to be super intentional. You need to think of ways to spend more time well, together as a family. You need to like you just said with fix it. With jealousy though, if you're having jealousy, find the heart of it within you. The like jealousy. Why am I feeling jealous? Is this jealousy because I'm out of the loop? Is this jealousy because I'm worried that my spouse is having and spending more time with their ex and I'm worried about something romantic like happening feelings there something like that so figure out what mm -hmm. that is within you yeah and then you need to approach from that okay because if it's if it's the micromanaging part then okay we start emailing each other we start talking about this we leave each other notes and times maybe we set up a household calendar that we all plug in our things as they go and as they happen and as as they change mm -hmm. but if it's a romantic thing okay then you need to change things a little bit. And um, I'm trying, we don't, we don't have this, at least I don't think we do. <laughs> we don't have these issues, but something that we could do is have like, you've talked about before mm -hmm. is like the open cell phone policy, you know, and if it, your, if your phone's locked, giving your partner or your um, spouse the passcode, yeah, I think that you should be able, it, I think, I think that if you're in a blended family, and I think we both agree on this, that if your spouse wants to see conversations, 
you've had with your ex that you should gladly hand your phone over and be like, have at it. Not even in just a blended family. I think in any relationship, in any true relationship, meaningful, you should be able to look at your spouse or partner's phone or emails or Mm -hmm. text or... Mm -hmm. Is that offensive if they, like... Would you be offended and like pissed off at me and treat me different if I asked to see that? No. You'd be like, you but then, but then again, that's me I'm coming. All, no, I but, don't know. But that's again, that's me coming from a place where I'm like, I have nothing to hide. You know, I oh, was not even open by myself. <laughs> you know, where no, I, I, just, I would hand over my phone, open up, just and be like, yeah, I've yeah. You go through that all you want. Yeah, I wonder how other people would be. Have you guys ever had? each other look through each other's phones and was that an offensive situation at all? Like was, you know, because some people like my mom, for instance, well, I don't know if she'd really care. I don't know. Some people are weird or maybe they have something to hide and that's why they're weird. <laughs> what are you getting at? <laughs> I like, heard your I mom just, and weird. I just, all I, my mo- well, because my mom's a very private person. She is. And so even though nothing's ever like, she's not doing anything wrong. She's very, like, it's my business, not yours. I get that. I totally get and that. And so, like, respect me and trust me. Like, you know, and that's why what, don't And you that's exactly what you just said. A it's thing. a respect and trust me. Just trust that I'm doing nothing wrong. But I think we also, because that's where, that's a big place where I'm at. Just, just trust me. But also, put your, put your spouse at ease. So, get over it if you're just like, I want respect and I want you to trust me. If it's if it's bothering your spouse, it should be more important just to let your spouse go through. Yeah, and you then, have to. You have to. There has to be some give and take. Yeah, you know. I think so too. I yeah. don't know. We haven't dealt with that issue, so I don't. No, but I don't think. But you and I don't have those trust issues. But that's that could be in any family, you know, and that could change yeah. at any moment too. Well, you know? and I think a lot of like a lot of it too is, I think ignorance is list like I don't yeah you can't I mean I think that once you go there and and it's also you guys gotta think about this too like if you ask for your spouse's phone and start looking through it I think that sparks something in your head that's like makes you want to start doing that and I don't think you make your you're making your so you start down that road of like I want to see your phone let me in your phone and I, th- right. And then you start <laughs> okay. that. I think it can become a pattern. And that would be, if you did that to me, so annoying. Like yeah, every it, day I had to show you my phone. But also think of how much wasted right? time, you know, if you did it once or twice, <sighs> you know, here or there, you know, <laughs> a yearly audit. <laughs> a year, it would take like a month. I'd have to no, sit you, there you know and I be mean? like, I'll check you next week. Yeah. Give me your phone. I'll be here for. No, but really, you know. if you guys have a good relationship and you know what's going on, like, I, I don't know. I don't see it being. Yeah. And careful yeah. what you wish for. But right? also, I used to say, and I haven't thought about this in a really long time, but I feel like if people are, and this is, this is just a thought. This is just an opinion. I'm going all shift on you again, <laughs> is that if you are if you're constantly accusing someone or someone's constantly accusing you of cheating or being involved with something or whatever it might be a lot of times it comes back to that person that's the accuser and they're guilty of that you know and i've i've just i've seen it so much and i'm not saying this happens all the time but a lot of times you see this you know and sometimes you have to check your behavior you know a lot of people don't 
I, a lot of people do a lot of like innocent flirting. Like I didn't know I was leading anyone on. I didn't feel like I was flirting, but I didn't know I had all my buttons undid, <laughs> but, um, you know, sometimes you're just unaware of how you're behaving not you specifically. You're becoming more like your mother every day. Oh my gosh. We've got like buttons. <laughs> There's a couple more to go. You can't see anything. Whatever. I love her mother, but me and her mother have a special relationship. Okay. But anyway, I think that also, I think sometimes it is people are projecting, right? And then some, <laughs> and then sometimes it is that you're not realizing your behaviors are not appropriate. Right. There's that too. Like some people aren't, self-aware enough to understand that their behaviors are inappropriate and even if nothing's happening it's making your spouse uncomfortable yeah like saying that giving that winky face giving that kiss giving that heart you know the kiss emojis or whatever Uh, yeah i only give that to my close guy friends (laughs) but you know what i'm saying like it might yeah i would your behaviors even though they're innocent might make your spouse uncomfortable no i totally yeah and you have to respect But again, like, I guess this is my topic of the day is self-reflect. Like if my spouse did what I'm doing right now, if they're, if they were sending the kissy face emoji to, you know, someone of opposite sex, Mm -hmm. would I be okay with that? Would you be okay with that? You know, probably not. You know, I mean, it, it, again, it depends, you know, if you sent it it to your brother, (laughs) it depends on what context, you know, (laughs) you know. But also, it kind of comes down to the relationship and the jokingness that we have with the, I'm, I'm just thinking like eggplant, you know? Like, if you sent it to our good friend Richard, it wouldn't bother me a bit because I'm like, we are just goofballs and we do nothing but like joke and make fun of life yeah. when we're together. That wouldn't offend me. I, I'm trying but to think if it was like that torture before. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> like, but again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go through your phone and check to be like, oh man. Yeah. But I know the relationship there. I'm confident and comfortable yeah. with the relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, what so, if I sent a kissy face to my ex? Would that bother you? Yeah, probably. Or a winky face? But then, it, I mean, and I'm just thinking hypothetically, and I'm like not even thinking you face. and your ex. Because I know, again, I know I'm just confident in the relationship. And I'm not a very jealous person to begin with. You're not at all. You know, I have my jealousies of things. But again, you self-reflect. I've never and like, seen you get jealous at because all. I, you don't because I'm enough. confident in our relationship. <laughs> You're like, eh. No, I. Whatever. <laughs> How about it? I know who she really is. <laughs> Put a bag over yeah. her head. It's yeah. better that way. Oh, my gosh. All right, yeah. moving on though. Okay, so uh, this was an interesting discussion we got in actually on our blended life um, support group. Okay, someone asked, uh, like basically, she feels being she feels like she's pressured in her spouse is pressuring her into having a relationship with his ex. Oh, can I just roll my eyes as hard as I possibly can right now? Let me see. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Eggplant emoji. (laughs) I don't think, first of all, you cannot force connection. You cannot force relationships. I don't care if it's with stepkids. I don't care if it's with in-laws. I don't care if it's with your brother. I don't care if it's, you, you can't, I think that's a completely unrealistic and unreasonable expectation. What you can expect is to be cordial, to be respectful, um, to not cause problems, right? You can, you can expect your spouse to 
not create drama. But you had apples and oranges in that. We're talking like stepkids versus ex. I don't care who it is. I don't think you can force connection or relationships. I don't think that you can force, but I think that you can. One of the things I dig my heels in about. Exactly. Well, that's it. Yeah, that was one of them. Yeah, I totally believe that. (laughs) The couch still has the marks on it. But um, what you can do, though, is align your thoughts, your efforts, and your feelings. Now, if it's your stepkid, that's a little bit different. I'm like, put more effort into that. Now, if it's your spouse's ex, uh, unless it's something you really want, I wouldn't put as much effort like, into that I'm as like, I would. I really like. I'm pushing you every day. To, like you to need to have with, a relation. You need to have a relationship with my ex. With you your- need to communicate, and you need to yeah. co-parent with. Him, like, no. I need you to have his phone number, and I need you to um, have coffee with him, and I need you to go ahead and talk no. about the kids. The, it, yeah, that's that's different. Is that that's, not ludicrous? No. Like, come on. Yeah, no, not unless, like, something happens, and we spark, and we get along, and it's like, okay, this is <laughs> going to... you're sending each other eggplant emojis. Yeah, exactly. And kissy faces. <laughs> kissy faces. <laughs> with the squirty emoji after. I would, I'd be like, this is weird. This is weird. Yeah, it just... it's. It's a, I don't know, cordial, like you said. If there's a natural, I look, if you have an, if, if you had a natural connection with my ex, uh-huh. that's only better for the kids, right. right? But to force that or to push that upon someone I think is really unfair. I think it's really unfair. And I know that you and my, you and I have the same personality. So if I tell you to do something or I really want you to do something like hang Christmas lights. I'm going to make a joke about it. It's just you're going to want to do it less and less and less and less and less. Yeah. You're going to want to do it less. I get pushed away. Yeah. Right. Rather than pulled in. And I think that's normal. Yeah. I think a lot of people, the more you pressure someone into doing something, if you have a strong personality at all, it's going to turn you off to that even more and make you actually turn and like, now I hate this person for no reason. Right. Where you could have been fine with the ex. Sorry, I'm getting... But now you're mad at the ex and the ex did nothing to you, but it's only because you're being pushed into something you don't want to do. Yeah. And I don't think that's respecting your spouse. Pushing your spouse into doing something that they don't want to do is not honoring or respecting your partner. And I think that's wrong. Yeah. No, I agree. I can't, I can't agree with you more on that. So it's just really odd. Yeah. And now if your spouse is pushing you into something that you don't want to be doing, like a relationship that with their ex that you really don't want to be in, that's where we go back to our first topic of this podcast. And you have that conversation. Be like, look, I don't want to offend you. I'm not trying to offend your ex. And don't come in there with, you know, I hate her and, or him or yeah. and they're this, that, and the other. Don't come in there offensively because some reason they're wanting you to connect anyways. But have that conversation and be like, look, I have my guards up because of this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. And I really, I'm not comfortable with that relationship, nor do I really care to have that relationship. Now, I can be cordial if this person's never done anything to you and you guys are fine with each other. But, uh, you know, how your situation is, who knows. But you need to feel that out and, you know, don't let it become a fight in your household. Otherwise, their ex is now in your doors, in your household, causing problems without even being there, stirring the pot. Which they're probably loving. Which they're probably stoked on anyways, if they even know. But if they found out, they'd be stoked on. Yeah. Right? That's annoying. Don't let that stuff come into your household if it's going to create problems. Yeah. 
Don't let it. Yeah. The X thing. The emoji thing. But I know a lot of people too have a, like if you have a very this is this happens a lot and this might be the situation here which I don't really know but you know some exes have such bad blood between them that co-parenting is super difficult so sometimes the step parents will kind of step in and help and that's asked of them because maybe you can talk nice and I can't oh, talk nice you yeah. know maybe you aren't as emotional about everything and I am still really carrying a grudge and I'm not able to do what's in the best interest of my kid you know but then you need to have that conversation with your spouse like are you willing to step in when I can't are you willing to step up when I can't or just ask for help be like look I have a really hard time managing all this on my own yeah and you seem to understand this better than me or at least have a clearer mind or an outside point of view whatever it may be yeah and ask for help but your spouse does have the right to say no. Of course. But and they you also have to respect that. I feel like. Yeah. But also they might just be like, all right, I will help you where I can. Oh, yeah, I agree. All right. Last thing I want to talk about and we'll button it up is the importance of learning to let go. OK. I think that's a huge thing in is this blended because families. Frozen 2 just came out. Oh, so good. You guys went and saw it, right? My daughter liked it better than the first Frozen. But it, you didn't come home singing any musicals. Which no, you the promised. music isn't so good. I no. mean, it's fine. It's just it wasn't the the catchy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I couldn't, you know, like let it go was just everything. <sighs> so that's the topic now. Let yeah. it go. So we're gonna wrap it up. But I think that a lot of what will help you through being like the offensive conversations and the jealousy and the distress and everything is just learning to kind of let things go when you feel like your spouse is acting like a single parent. Well, maybe they're just doing the best that they can do and they're trying to not put things on your shoulders and maybe they're doing it out of a place of trying to make you not stressed out when you're already stressed out. Right. So they are acting like a single parent because they are taking, stepping up and taking care of their kids, which is wonderful. Right. But we, we all tend to kind of look at things from like a negative spin on it. Like you said, you know, we're not looking at it from like through the lens of like, I trust my spouse. I like my spouse. I love my spouse. I'm not trying to hurt my spouse. My spouse isn't trying to hurt me. You know, instead of viewing our marriages from that lens, we're viewing our marriages as enemies. Yeah. You know, like they're trying to hurt me or they're they're singling me out or they're you know, they're picking apart my kids and my parenting and they're they're trying leaving me out me of out. things yeah, and like- that's that's the lens we oftentimes find ourselves looking through when we are dealing in our marriages with blended families and I'm kind of like just let all that go. Let all the negativity let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Let oh. the small things go. Like you said, micromanaging. It's time to go. Let it go. Oh. oh, wow. I came in hot. It's super important, you guys, to let things go that aren't worth dying on a mountain for. Could you sing Let It Go to this tune? No. Hmm. You could. I could figure it out. Do it. But it would have a lot of like funny things involved oh with it. Oh, my gosh. Thanks, Because everything's guys. funny. You know what else is funny? Leaving a thumbs up on this podcast because that's just what we do. 
and we leave those five-star reviews and we appreciate all of you guys really again being thankful because it is the time of all of our holidays and just so grateful for all of you spending time with us and giving us your input and your questions and just being part of our blended family we appreciate yeah, you guys thanks for all the love and support Thanks for helping us too. We don't have all the answers and I get a lot of wisdom from you guys. So and it just we're in gives it together. me more fuel for jokes. Oh, anyways. <sighs> I'm going to go to bed. I don't feel good. I know. She's not even going to dance tonight because she doesn't feel good. True story. Thank you guys for everything. Leave the thumbs up, subscribe, and tune in to with us every Thursday. 5.30 p.m. For our podcast. Yep. Yeah. Pacific Standard Time. All right, you guys. Thank you. Have a wonderful day, night, evening. In Zimbabwe. Bye, you guys. Bye. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.